What's going on, everybody? Paul Turner here from thediscipleproject.net and paulturnerspeaks.com. Welcome to the Youth Ministry of Motion podcast, the podcast that keeps you motivated and keeps your ministry moving forward. That's my goal, to help you move forward in everything, stay in it long enough to realize the good things that God's doing and to uh, break through uh, some of your goals and dreams that uh, God's put on your heart for your ministry. A um, couple of things before we get into today's episode. Um, I've been doing some writing. You can always check out the blog, by the way, thedisciplesproject.net. Click on blog. And I've um, been writing about substitute teaching lately. So if you're looking for side gigs, let me give you three reasons why every youth pastor should substitute teach. Be sure to check that out. Um, this summer, doing a lot of speaking. If you're still needing uh, a speaker for this summer to, uh, to either do your camp, maybe your camp speaker bailed on you, uh, hit me up. Would love the opportunity to come and speak for your youth ministry, whether for maybe a fall retreat or for the summer, um, or even for a Wednesday night if you're close enough to uh, Birmingham, Alabama here, where is where I reside. Um, and then lastly, uh, if you're not a part of the Facebook group, um, sometimes I post questions over there, things like that. If you would like to interact further, just go to facebook.com slash youthmininmotion and check that out. And uh, good stuff happening over there, so be sure to go and check it out. If you're brand spanking new, by the way, I want to thank you for checking out the podcast and giving it a shot. And uh, if you enjoy the podcast, may I encourage you then to go over to iTunes and maybe leave a couple of stars, and by a couple I mean five, and maybe leave a, a, a nice review. And if you do so, I'll be happy to read it right here on the podcast. So, But that's what's happening. Uh, coming up on a year, by the way, that I've been out of full-time youth pastoring. And I'll talk about that. I'll have a, uh, it may coincide with episode 100. I'm kind of pushing, that may be, that may be episode 100. So you want to stay tuned for that. Uh, maybe I'll do an episode. I'm thinking about calling it Love Letter to Youth Ministry. And uh, talk about my one-year journey, my one-year out of uh, pursuing, speaking, writing, coaching, all that kind of good stuff, uh, which you can find over at uh, paulturnerspeaks.com if you're interested in coaching and all that kind of good stuff. Also, um, so I'll, I'll probably do a, uh, I'll probably do an episode on that. So you want to stay tuned for those things, lots of good things coming up. Um, so today, I want to talk about the fact that uh, everybody wants to run your youth ministry. Have you discovered that? Uh, everybody from your pastor uh, to the parent, to the deacon, uh, to your students, to your parents, um, they really want to run your youth ministry. And I'm going to teach you today uh, through uh, a question that I answered over on my YouTube channel uh, about how do you politely um, say no to uh, bad advice. And stick around afterwards, uh, as I'm going to share with you uh, a, a great article I found on the six red flags that you're getting bad advice. And you can always use that because, like I said, everybody's trying to give you advice on, um, on how to run that youth ministry there. And you probably should not listen to all of it. Uh, at least I didn't. So, uh, But anyway, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode about uh, how to deal with everybody that wants to run your youth ministry and how to deal with it. How do you great? How do you go about graciously telling people no when given bad advice or direction? That's a great question, John. Uh, I I think that's to me. Well, it's based on personality, because right, you don't want to hurt people's feelings. But I really don't care if I hurt people's feelings. Um, 
I try to be as judicious and as diplomatic as possible uh, at the beginning. And if they continue to push advice, I go, well, that's just a terrible idea. Uh, I don't recommend that for everybody, by the way. That's a, that's a Paul thing. Uh, but uh, so basically, I have two things that there's ways you can kind of deflect uh, having not to be able to answer the question or, or affirm it. You don't never have to affirm whether the advice is good or bad. You can say things like, thank you for sharing with me, and I'll take that into consideration. Those are two easy answers because you're neither affirming or denying the, the advice that you're being given. You're not classifying it or judging it. You're simply saying, hey, thanks for offering. I'll put that in my box up here and shake it around and see what happens, right? So you don't, I don't think you have to answer whether it's good or bad advice. I think you just have to say, thank you, thank you for sharing. Thank you for offering. Uh, I'll take that into consideration. All right. Well, that was the short answer, right? That's the Paul Turner answer. And, and you know, that's how I used to do it. And once again, I don't recommend that method for everybody. That's, you know, I'm the, the, I mean, the two tips I do, but the part about people's feelings and things like that, you should, you should probably be better, be better at that than I was, uh, because I had spent so many years, uh, in the ministry that, you know, I, you know, this is what you hired me to do was, was run the youth ministry. And, and I don't need, a hundred other people to tell me how to do that because everybody, be honest with everybody else, you know, all the pieces of advice you get, all these little pieces you get are, are based on, uh, outcomes, right. On what people want to see. And, uh, you know, they want to see something different other than what they're saying. And you're going to hear that from, from multiple people about the outcomes they want. They have different goals and you're not there necessarily to fill, uh, fulfill everybody's goals and wishes. You're there to run the youth ministry, make disciples, and uh, fulfill uh, God's plan uh, within that ministry, and and do what the you know what Scripture leads you to do. Um, and some churches give you room to do that, and some churches do not. But let me go ahead and give you uh, maybe some expanded advice here, which I find uh, here on uh, an article by Fast Company. I'm going to put a, a a link in the show notes below. You can read the full article, but they give you red flags that you're, you know, because if you're young in ministry, you know, you, you're listening to uh, everybody because you you want input. Uh, but if you're a little bit further along, you're you're you know you're trying to say, well, how do I sift through all these, uh, you know, these little pieces of advice, and you know, who am I really trying to please here, and what am I really trying to do? So let me give you the six red flags uh, that. Uh, the article here by Stephanie Voza, she gives uh, some some great advice here. Uh, so the first thing, the first red flag is to ask yourself whether or not you're getting bad advice. Number one, is the person giving the advice uh, qualified, right? Uh, the person isn't qualified maybe to give advice. Maybe they don't have teenagers. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of people in the church who maybe don't have teenagers, don't serve teenagers, don't like teenagers, but they're happy to give you advice about teenagers, and so I think you have to weigh the advice you're being given um, by the person, whether or not they're now qualified. Once again, they're not youth pastors. They're not youth workers. They're not, that's not how I'm saying to judge. I'm, I'm just saying just based on some basic things like, do you have a teenager? Are you currently dealing with a teenager? Are you, uh, have you ever had teenagers in your whole life? Uh, you know, you know, those kinds of things, you know, there's, you know, whether you're, by the way, whether your pastor has teenagers, you're going to have to listen to him. 99.9% of the time. And then, you know, uh, listen to the last episode about, <laughs> about how to tell your pastor no uh, at some point, uh, maybe uh, about certain things. But the, the first red flag is, hey, listen, 
you know, maybe the person you're listening to isn't qualified to give you the advice. Uh, you know, maybe they don't have a heart for ministry. Maybe they don't have, they just want something else done. They, they just have an opinion. And so I think you have to weigh that, uh, weigh that out uh, against what you're trying to, trying to get done. Another red flag you want to look at is uh, the advice isn't tailored to you. In other words, the, uh, they're saying, listen, people give advice based on you know, their experiences, right? Uh, which, which may not align with uh, the situation that you're dealing with. And so, you know, uh, basically they're, they're coming from a different viewpoint or a different perspective or a different generation or a different uh, theological place, you know, uh, and you're going to have to weigh that and say, is this, is this, you know, is this person really caring about what I'm trying to do? Or, or are they simply coming from a place that they've maybe done this before or, but not quite the same way. And you just, you're just taking a look at it and saying, look, maybe, maybe this advice isn't trying to help me get done what I want to get done. They're giving advice based on what they would have done had it been 10 years ago or something like that. So, you know, consider that. Uh, the third red flag they offer is the person talks but doesn't listen. Uh, they're, they're basically saying, look, here's my opinion. I'm going to blow it up all over you. And uh, that's it. I don't really care what you're thinking about because uh, my opinion is what's going to matter the most here. Uh, you know, they're, they're basically, this is what you should do uh, based on this. This is what you, you shouldn't do. So there's lots of shoulds and shouldn'ts running around there. And they're not really listening to your heart. They're not really listening to you know what you're what you're what you're trying to get done uh, within the ministry, and so you're you're getting advice that um, you know uh, isn't isn't initially um, you know in in your best interest. It's in the best interest of the person who is speaking. Uh, the fourth red flag they give is that the advice is focused on the end result and not the process. Uh, you know, the, so the ends don't always justify the means, right? There's people telling you to, to do certain things or you need more outreach, you need more discipleship, you need more events, you need more, uh, go to the schools more. You know, everybody's going to try to share with you all the tactics, but they're not thinking about the process of making disciples. They're not thinking about the process that you're trying to do to build a sustainable youth ministry uh, that could last you know, uh, years and years and years if they'd simply support and try to help you what you're trying to do. Uh, but oftentimes, you know, the advice you're being given can derail what you're trying to do. And so, you know, you have to focus, you, the youth pastor, have to be sure on your focus, on your process. Where are you trying to go? What are you trying to do? Now, if you're random, and listen, if you're random and everything's just kind of flying, you're throwing things against the wall, that kind of stuff, you know, then you're maybe inviting some of those uh, people to come and give you a, the unwelcome advice. And you should really uh, bear down on your process and say, what is my process? Where am I trying to go? And really refine the vision of the youth ministry of, of what am I trying to do here? And the more you do that, the more you're going to maybe invite people who understand what you're trying to do and actually will give you helpful advice. That's, that's kind of the goal here. But if you're all over the map, that's when you start getting all the opinions uh, of maybe what you should be doing to fix, and I say that with quotes, fix the youth ministry. So think about your process and whether or not the process is clear as to what you're trying to do, and that will uh, determine maybe some of the advice you're going to be getting. Uh, the fifth red flag that you're looking for is the advice is emotionally 
charged. Uh, and the quote here says, an overly emotional undercurrent is likely sign that the advisor's uh, sign of the advisor's bias. Uh, he or she may or may have an agenda that doesn't match yours. Now, this to me speaks, you know, clearly to the parent. Um, the parent wants you to do something in the ministry specifically based on what she wants or he wants for their child. They're not thinking of the whole ministry. They're thinking of their child. That's and that's their job. Think of their child, by the way. That's that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not a bad thing uh, for their child. It may be a bad thing for the whole ministry because they're trying to. Uh, you know, reconfigure the whole ministry that's going to center around their child. When you're trying to minister to 20 or 25 kids, every parent can't have their way. Uh, it's just not possible. And so when you're listening, especially to parents, hear what they're saying. You know, they're not necessarily trying to, uh, well, some are. Some are trying to tell you how to run your ministry. The, uh, on the good side of that, on the, on the positive side of that, they really care about their kids and they want to see the ministry help them. Really, that's where they're going. They don't some, on on the beneficial side. They're not trying to tell you how to run the whole ministry. They simply want their child to be ministered to. And if that means shifting the entire ministry to make that happen, well, then a parent's going to try to do that. They do it with coaches. They do it with teachers. They do it with uh, various you know things that are you know leaders who are going to try to do. This. It's not just you. You know, it's other places in their life as well. So hear what that parent is saying, and, and that's be careful too. You just want to affirm, right? Acknowledge what they're saying and say, look, I totally get what you're saying. And I'm gonna try to do this. I'm gonna try to help your kid. I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to work around some of this stuff. I can't make the shifts that you're talking about doing because it affects and impacts too many other things, uh, but I am listening, and I am going to try to find ways to do a better job of, of doing what you're asking to do, and that's a, always a positive way to, to respond to parents who are trying to get that, you know, get things kind of centered in on their, on their kid, and the uh, sixth and final red flag is that if the advice that you're getting uh, ruffles your instincts, right? It's, they're basically saying, look, if your gut check on this does not set well. And I would say, you know, a heart check, you can say spirit check, you, you can, you know, if something is just not lining up with what is being said, uh, then, you know, your gut is probably right. But I think there are strong impressions that God gives you sometimes to warn you to say, look, that doesn't line up. That doesn't line up with scripture. That doesn't line up with what's right. That doesn't line up with where we're going with the vision. That doesn't line up. And I think that's, you know, some of that's, you know, that is some, some, some things that God's put in your heart and the, and the Holy Spirit is bringing some barrens, uh, you know, on that. Uh, but, you know, in general wisdom terms, if it doesn't sit well with your gut, it's probably not the best advice for you. You, you have to weigh that out and pray that through. Um, you know, and you know the ministry, you know, if you've been there maybe a, a fair amount of time, uh, you know, you're going to know the ministry better than anybody else. You're going to know the flow of everything else. It's when you're early on that you start listening to all these voices and all these opinions and all these things, and uh, and and hopefully these red flags are are going to help you, especially if you're new in the ministry, uh, to be able to 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 part, uh, to be able to uh, you know uh, weed out maybe some of the the things that are pieces of advice that are that are not going to be helpful to you. Um, but like I said before, the more you can refine your vision and how you're going to do what you're going to do and the process of the youth ministry and the, and the end results you're looking for, um, the more likely people are going to come along to try to help you accomplish that versus 
just, you know, uh, than giving random pieces of advice to make the youth ministry work in, in whatever way they think that it's supposed to work. So, but that's it, guys. That's the six red flags you should look for uh, in addition to uh, the two pieces of advice I gave you uh, earlier on if you simply don't have an answer and you want to, you know, kind of uh, deflect uh, some of it, just simply acknowledge it and say, okay, uh, gotcha. Thank you. Thank you for, for sharing that. And um, so once again, if you feel like uh, this uh, episode has been a very helpful episode to you, uh, please go over to iTunes, leave a little review there, leave some stars and a review and be happy to read it, especially if it's five stars. I don't know if I'll read any one stars, but you never know. I might. And that's it for today, guys. Hope you guys have a great week and uh, I'll catch you guys in the next episode. We'll talk to you guys later.